Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and this is episode number eight. What are we working on today? Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're already at number eight. This time flies, man. It is it is absolutely flying through. Um, uh, today we're going to talk about controlling the controllable, which I think is a, a really awesome aspect. I think it's relevant to literally anybody listening, uh, and they can pass it on. It's very simple stuff to kind of talk about, um, but really hard stuff to kind of implement. Uh, would you agree or disagree, sir? I'll be honest. I just like to live out of control. I think it's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay. Wow. All right. Well, well. I hope you listen to me, and, and apparently not Zach today. So that's good. Um, but Zach, so living out of control, how do you feel? Miserable. I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. <laughs> like, it's it's uh, joking. All joking aside, right? Like there. <laughs> Everybody has control of what they do, right? But um, I think the important part is like when I say I live out of control a little bit, it's just from a time management, not time management, but just a time standpoint, right? I have a full-time job. I coach hockey. I have a goalie school. Like there are a lot of things on my plate. For you, you run a business. You have your personal life outside. You like to golf. There are so many things. And even as a business. I'm in school. I'm a professor. There you go, right? So there are so many things on your plate that being able to control the controllable and kind of let everything else go is really what's going to dictate how things interact and go in your life, more or less, right? For sure, man. And what I think, I think what uh, is really important about this aspect is, uh, I think people are going to like at the end of this. I hope people realize that sixty to seventy percent of the stuff they're trying to control is stuff they just don't have any control over, right? And once you realize that, it can really give you a, a kind of freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a sense of relief, right? Once you start to like really break things down and understand, hey, this is out of my control. So I'll just worry about and I'll try to stress a little bit, right? We talked about in our last podcast, but stress about the things I can control and put it, put an emphasis on those things and everything else around me is just going to kind of work out the way it's supposed to work out more or less. For sure, man. I mean, like when I say, like, give me things that you can control, like what comes to your mind? Not a whole ton, as you could just hear right there. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish people could see your face. It was like I just asked, uh, like I just asked him, like the quantum physics of a rocket. Like it was like, oh my god, oh my that's, god. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you asked me. It was pretty <laughs> much where we were at there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, like I think I think there's this aspect, right? Uh, it's it's a it's a model called the control and influence model, um, and and what it does is it really helps break down the things that we as people try to control compared to the things we try to influence compared to the things that we have no control over. When someone usually runs through this the first time, it's one of those things where like, there's a whole bunch of things in that middle circle. Like I want to, I want people to picture it like kind of like a donut in a box, right? Um, it's got a little circle, a bigger circle around that, and then a big square around that. So it's kind of like a donut in a box. And like that, the munchkin section, like that little tiny section is the aspect of what we can control. And there's a reason it's so small. You know, like, because at the end of the day, we can't control much, you know, I mean, we try to, I mean, we try to control 
almost everything. And that's when people like run into these aspects of like walls and stress and time management being an issue. It's like, it's like some of that stuff you just can't, right? Uh, biggest example, traffic. Drives me insane. <clears throat> right, right. And, and at the end of the day, you can't even influence traffic. Right? I, I, mean, I mean you can't even talk to it and be like hey man like come on man i got work to go to man like it's one of those things i mean actually you can influence it but in a bad way i mean god forbid you get into a car accident or you just stop in the middle of the road sure now you have officially influenced traffic congratulations you proved me wrong um but please don't do that drive safely um so it's one of those things where but like when you find yourself stuck in traffic you can't control what's going on right and and i mean living in connecticut our whole lives people are like oh uh like massachusetts drivers are the worst new york drivers are the worst i'm gonna throw it out there and i hope people agree connecticut drivers are a billion times the worst they are like always in a rush. They're always angry. I, I feel like I'm in need for speed Tokyo drift sometimes. Like I'll just be driving along 70 miles an hour because I go a little faster than the speed limit. And then all of a sudden, boom, someone comes flying by me, cuts me off, no blinker. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is the rock here? Like what just happened? <laughs> there was so much right there to process. That was awesome. <laughs> I couldn't agree more though, right? Traffic's a perfect example of of a complete uncontrollable. And I deal with it. You deal with it in Connecticut. I deal with it in Massachusetts, especially for work when I'm driving out towards Boston. You want to talk about traffic? Get on the pike and go out towards Boston anywhere 495 and out. You might as well just pull over and not go anywhere. It's easier sometimes. Um, But again, yeah, it's one of those things. And I can tell you with zero doubt, it frustrates the hell out of me. And there are times that I get angry about it. And then there are times where I sit back and just it's out of my control. Can't do anything about it. I might as well turn the radio up a little bit and listen to the mental mindset podcast because it's going to keep me a little bit more calm and, and do what I need to do. So I, I definitely see both sides of it. I'm glad to know you find my voice. So, th- so, so soothing. Wow. Wow. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Get out my tongue that one. That was my fault. Uh, I was so ready for the soothing part. And I was like, Um, I did it the last episode. So you're uh, even now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, There we add them to the blunders. But anyway, um, yeah, man. I mean, and I think that's the, the aspect, right? Like what makes it different for you? Like when are you able to recognize that it's out of your control? And when are you like actually angry about it and like kind of kicking your kicking your steering wheel and kicking the floorboards and, and getting all, all pissy. So I don't ever get that mad. I definitely have never kicked a steering wheel. <laughs> <I've> never. <laughs> I don't think I could bend that much. Uh, <laughs> I also don't kick the floorboards. It's just not in my nature, but I will, you know, get a little vocal at times. Um, I think a lot of it just has to do with, you know, what it like, what is my end result or where am I trying to get to? Right. If I'm trying to get to a meeting and I think I'm going to be running late because of it, and especially where, you know, again, I do a lot of GPS driving just because of leaving my house. There's quite a bit of time. So, like, I like to try to be able to use my GPS for some time management stuff. I'll look in the morning and say, hey, my first meeting is at, you know, 9.15. I need to leave here by X. I lose my mind when I leave at the time I was supposed to. And in the meanwhile, there's a car accident that slows me down because now I get into this panic of like, I'm going to be late regardless of it's completely out of my control. I can't, I can't influence the fact that the idiot driving down the road at 80 just smoked an old lady doing 45. Right. So like, I can't do anything about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
uh, you talked about my graphic scene. Like, uh, yeah, I, I hope everyone's all right. Um, uh, but but yeah, but you're you're spot on, right? Like, you can't control any of that stuff, and that's and that's the stuff we tend to get upset about, right? The same in athletics, right? I just had this conversation um, the other day with somebody uh, in my class, and we were talking about this. Uh, exact situation of like, well, how do you help an athlete whose whose coach keeps pointing out the negatives, right? Or whose coach like keeps being like, hey, like that's not what we're looking for, like that's a mistake, right? And, and like, and and we're gonna have them on the show eventually. But uh, two guys who run the player first, the soccer uh, program that I was talking about, Liam and Alan, they do this beautiful thing where like they always say like, this is practice. Do the stuff here that you will never that you won't try in a game because this is supposed to be fun and where you test yourself. And that's exactly what practice is for, right? Like doing, going out there and like trying new things, right? It's not the first, you, you shouldn't be trying new skills in a game the first time. Practice is where you do that, right? So like you have this sense of like control, but like when you, when your coach or something is pointing out mistakes all the time, or your coach is like making you feel really crappy about how you're playing, recognize in yourself, let, like you can only control your, like how you're responding to their feedback or like you can only control like what you're doing on the field, on the ice, on the court, whatever playing surface you are on, right? Like you only, you can only control yourself. And that's the whole point of like the little tiny circle. Like the only thing that should be inside there is you. Yeah. And I think it's a, an important time to be critical when that kind of feedback is coming as well, like personally, right? Like you taking a look at yourself, that's a time to be critical because you know, if a coach is giving you feedback like that, maybe you are off your game a little bit and things are going a little bit, you know, maybe you're trying to overextend a little bit too much. You're trying to make an extra play rather than a simple play. Um, so it gives you a little bit of a chance to bring back what you can control, go back to the skills you're comfortable with. So almost use it as a reset. You know what I mean? And that's something that, you know, I talk to my, my players about typically is, have a rough shift or something you come off the ice coach might make a comment i might make a comment of like hey man that's not you know was it the right decision keep it deep keep it moving whatever it may be don't take that the wrong way right don't take that personally that's not me trying to attack you that's me trying to reset you to get back to who you are as a player and get you performing at your best level so i think that's important too is is keep the open mindset and understand Dude, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, and, and that's where like good coaches make a big difference, right? Like, but like, that's, again, we go back to the aspect of like being transparent and authentic. Like that's your personality and like your players know that. Right. And so that's, that's, that's a kudos to you in a way. Right. Um, but like, I, we talk about this a lot, especially, I'm sure we have a lot of amateur uh, players that listen to this, right? Like I, if we have some pros, that's even more amazing. And, and, but this will resonate with anybody. Right. Uh, I think about, pros, if we have pros, send us an email. We definitely want to A hundred percent. But like, it's one of those things where like, I think about like amateur golfers. I think about um, amateur uh, tennis players, amateur hockey, hockey players, uh, soccer players. Like the, the next, the most important thing is that next shot right? Or is that next pass? Like the past, we can't change, but you can only influence the future. You can't even control the future, right? You can only influence it, right? You can try to, right? You can try to do better, but you can only control yourself. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I think it's like a pass is a perfect situation of that, right? You have one end of that. You can't control the other end. You could throw a perfect pass. The guy on the other end could miss it. He could fall. He could, You name it. There's a million things that could happen on his end, right? But you can only control one half of that. So let's say you throw a nice pass. Guy misses it. Your reaction's a big part of that too. Don't, don't freak out. Don't get mad about it. 
that's the time to scoop your team up. Like, hey, I'll hit you again. Don't worry about it. Or keep it moving. Keep it positive. Um, and then keep it loose so that the control stays in your hands rather than you start to get a little frustrated. You lose that control a little, right? A billion percent, man. And one of the big things also is like you've talked about like you only control half of that. Right. And, and you can't control the defenders, your, your teammates, because that's the other aspect of this. Like you could make the perfect pass. Right. The one that is textbook right on. You read everything perfectly and read everything right. You, it's where your coach wanted you to like kind of play. It. it It fits with the game plan. The other team is also playing like they, they, they can make a good play, too. It doesn't mean that your play was the wrong play. And maybe they just beat you that time. You know what I mean? It, there's that aspect of it, too. Yeah, just read it right and got in front of it. Unless I'm throwing some sauce and it's just cross sauce, tape to tape, just leading them in. Then what are you going to do about it, you know? <laughs> You're a goalie. You're not throwing no sauce around, buddy. You're not Igor Shosturkin. That's a lie. I'm throwing some meat sauce. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, in your mouth. <laughs> His streak grenades across the ice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, right into your mouth. Meat sauce all day. Um, but, but yeah, there's this aspect of like, that kind of stuff becomes important, right? Like, like I'll you hear a lot of athletes be like, oh, the weather stinks today. Uh, my, I have a headache. My opponent's better. Uh, all these things. You can't control any of that. So why are we stressing about it, right? Like leave the stuff that we don't have any control over at the door. When you step onto your playing surface or even as you're preparing to play, right? If you're practicing visualization and imagery and meditation, like when you're seeing yourself do that, only focus on you. You can't control anything else. I was told the story when I was a wee little lad and I feel like it, (laughs) I feel like it fits into here pretty well. Uh, And it was more about work, right? So it was, you know, there's a, there's a husband who has a wife and a kid and he goes to work every day and the stresses of work happen, right? He has a bad day, whatever. And he would come home and he would figuratively, not actually, but it would almost look like he would hang his coat or hang a hat in the tree out front before he would walk through the door. And that was his way of letting go of everything that had happened throughout the day. So that when he walked through the door, he was in a different mindset. He had a second to cool down and now he was there to enjoy his family. And I think that's a perfect example of controlling what you can control. You can't control that things piled up at work, that your boss didn't like the way you presented something or whatever it may be. What you can control is when you walk through the door and you see your family at the end of the day, you walk in with a happy, loving heart, ready to accept and spend time with them rather than being bitter and just taking it out on your family. You know what I mean? Yeah, it goes back to my comment of don't be a dick, right? <laughs> like after 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 like a bad, bad round of golf or you have a bad game in an amateur beer league, like it's just a game. But like symbolism is huge. You know, and, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Like people have asked me in the past, like, how do you deal with listening to like people all day and like and, and some listen to some really difficult stuff that they talk about? And and the answer is that the door is my symbolism. When I close the door of my office, I'm in my area, I'm in my work zone, I'm in my I'm in my uh, I'm in my element. Right. When I leave for the day, when I leave my office, I literally take a deep breath going back to last week of like the eight second rule, like breathing in, breathing out. And then I tell myself, stay here. Right. Like I, I keep my work there. Obviously, sometimes work's going to follow you home. Sometimes it's, it's just natural and, 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 and how it works. But it's our self-awareness that allows us to then control ourselves when we get home. And like so it doesn't control us. 
right? Work is just a job. And and I think that's really important for people to recognize. Like everyone is like put so much value on work, but also like you have one life. If your job is that stressful and that crazy for you, it's time to make a change at times, you know? A hundred percent. It's interesting too, because you talk about like, that's the whole control of, you know, control what you can control aspect, right? If things are that stressful, if they're that crazy, it's time to make a change. But I think we live in a time right now, especially with, you know, just the whole pandemic and everything that's happened. People are leaving their jobs at an unbelievable rate. Like we've seen it, it in every, in every aspect of industry. It doesn't matter. Is it the service industry? Is it what I do for work in sales and the sales company or organization I work for? People are leaving at a rate that we have never seen before because I think it finally has kicked in with people how important work-life balance is and how important being around your family and accepting and loving and just soaking in that time you get because you don't get forever. So it's been interesting to watch that from a, both a business side and then for me personally, just to try to learn from watching all of that happen and, and try to adjust my approach a little bit of what I do in my daily life, never mind, you know, anything else. Yeah, man. And, 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 and you bring up a good aspect, like everyone's life is different, right? We're not sitting here saying like, quit your job if you hate it. Like, that's not what we're talking about. And, and not everyone also has a family and we understand that too. Right. But like, I'm telling you that people care. Uh, like there is support out there for you, no matter whether it's, whether it's through a therapist or like through a support group or anything like their, their family can sometimes also be what you make it, right? It doesn't have to be the bloodline given to you. If you have issues with your family, it doesn't have to be, um, because you don't talk to your brother or anything like that anymore, stuff like that. It can be like friends, right? Like reach out to people, like extend yourself if, if you're feeling lonely and stuff like that. Cause you can, again, you can, you can control that aspect. Right. Like the, 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 the old saying of poor me, poor me, poor me, another drink. Like that's a saying in alcoholism and, and like in AA because it's true. Right. Like when you, when we pity ourselves, we just beat ourselves up. But like if you can change that into like, I'm going to make a difference for myself, I'm going to make a difference for like what I do and how I interact in the world. Like you'll be amazed at like the mood change and like how you can start controlling yourself. And by just controlling yourself, all the other stuff starts recognizing and realizing like this isn't that big of a deal. You know, like, yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry. I think I cut you off a little bit. Sorry. I cat got my tongue. It's good. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, you know, it's funny to listen to this a little bit. Right. And I got, again, I guess I'm, I'm starting to look a little bit inward versus outward, but I was raised as an only child. Right. So I didn't have siblings. I didn't have people, you know, I had, I have my buddies, I have you, I have, we have our other buddy who we've been friends with since we're like four years yeah. old. Got a couple of them. Right. Um, but that's my family, right? When I talk about like my brothers, it's it's you guys. It's people who I've spent hours and hours with and just grown up with. You guys were all part of my wedding. And it's like, that's my family. Those are the people that I check in with. Or if I'm having a tough time, like you're somebody I go to, our other buddy is somebody I go to. That's my outlet versus having, you know, a sibling or somebody who I grew up with. Like my wife, she has, she has a brother who they're very close. They talk all the time. Um, as much as I'm an outlet for her, he's an outlet for her as well, right? So there's kind of that difference uh, just based on how we grew up. 
Exactly, man. Exactly. And like, and that's the thing is we all have our own personal stories. And, and like, I think that's the other, like we talked about this before and I think we talked about it last week, but like reach out, like we're here to help. We're, we're here to direct you. Uh, I have resources uh, for like different kinds of groups, different support groups uh, and just different avenues, right? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to, to join a group or stuff like that, not just for mental health, but like just to get out there, look at the Club Waka page. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Club Waka is an absolutely wonderful experience. Uh, if you're looking to play volleyball, kickball, I mean, soccer, flag football, ultimate frisbee, dodgeball, dodgeball that's right. That's a warning. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's, it's one of those things where um, I think that's it, there's there's always a there's always a way to change. And you have the support. We're here to support you. Uh, and, and, and other people are, too. Sometimes the people that you don't even expect to be there for you are there for you. And you just have to ask. Right. You just have to you have to take that gamble and extend yourself out there and, and take control of it. You know, it's funny. I saw a Facebook post a couple of weeks ago and it just like it still rings in my head. And I don't really know why it stuck with me as much as it did. But it basically was talking about just people you grew up with, like through, you know, grade school, middle school, high school. Um, you know, I may not talk to people every day or, you know, I may not have talked to people in years. But like uh, one of the reasons I love Facebook so much is typically people post the successful things that are happening. Right. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to watch people, you know, get married, have families, like people we grew up with who I, mean, I may not even have been close with. Right. But at the end of the day, like if that person ever needed something, all they'd have to do is reach out. I would absolutely help. However I can, like, that's just in my nature. I like to help people. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm happy for everybody. And, and those are the kinds of things that like I want to see. So I hope that, you know, if somebody feels like they are struggling, I feel like there are more people in the world that are there in that sense, even if you don't expect them to be um, versus the other end where they just tell you to go screw, you know? Absolutely. man. And, you know, I think it's a cool opportunity right now to challenge our listeners, right? That one or two people that you've maybe lost contact with that you've been thinking about, right? We all have those people that like, we're like, damn, I, I can't believe I lost contact with them. Reach out to them, see how they're doing, see if they're okay. Right. And, and see if they want to reconnect. And, and if if you want to reconnect with them, right, like challenge yourself, do do make make a change, make a difference. Right. You're you're listening to this podcast for a reason, whether it's for sports advice, whether it's for mental health advice, whether it's just for our banter back and forth. And because you like the sounds of our voice, I don't know what the reason is. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like I challenge you to like reach out to that one person um, and, and try to make a difference in, in your life and in theirs. hundred percent. I think that's the best thing you could uh, you could really offer out um yeah i i just think it's awesome yeah it's all right sometimes my words are better it's good good. (laughs) i I mean you just you covered it well right there's really not a ton to add to it but it's just it's important right contact interaction those are important things um and it's something you can control that's right yeah so to recap Try and do try and do the activity of the con. Look up control and influence model. What'll happen is it'll pop up with a big image, and you can work through it by yourself. It's not that difficult, right? Literally on the inside, I've already given it away that you is the only thing on the inside. But try and do try and do it uh, the original way first. Like actually look inwards and look at, and look at your life and see what are you trying to control and what's actually in that little circle for you right now, right? Because at the end of the day, I promise you, it's not just going to be yourself. It's not for me, even even right now. And, I, and I'm talking about this, right? Like things still creep inside because we try to gain control because control makes us feel secure, makes us feel comfortable and happy. And like we're in control of our lives. At the end of the day, though, 
you can only control yourself. So like do the activity, see what you're trying to influence. Right. And like at times you also can't do that. Right. Like, Oh, I'm trying to influence the weather. It's like, that's absolutely literally impossible. You can't do that. Right. Unless you move, right. You're now influencing your weather, um, but you can't influence the weather. You're not God. Uh, and if you are, wow, please let us know. Um, but like it's We'd one like of those a little, little more snow sometimes and a <laughs> lot less cold weather more other times. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We're setting up our, uh, setting out our wishes. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, work, work through the model for yourself. And then what you're going to realize is everything on the outside is the stuff that like should hit your life and then kind of bounce off. Right. You, you have to be able to control what you can. Your life will, I promise, I don't make many promises or guarantees, but if you start focusing only on the things you can control, I can guarantee that your life will improve. Like I, I know that it will. It's just it's it's physically not possible not to. It's a perfect example of ink it, don't think it. Right, take your time, yeah. do what you need to do. The other thing too is like as silly as it may seem, write a sticky note, put it in your car while you're driving, at your office, you know, in a board in front of you. But control what you can control. It doesn't have to be this long thing, but just have that visual reminder there of it's important to take a second, take a breath, understand what is in my control, what is not and not stress about the things that are outside of my control. So baby, sticky note therapy, one of my favorite things to talk about. Post them, <laughs> post it up everywhere that you're going to see it so that it's fresh in your mind. But yeah, we, uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was really fun to kind of talk about um, and, and really enjoy able to kind of get this out there because I think this is one of the bigger things that doesn't just relate to sport, but just life in general. Um, and, and I think it was, it was a, a nice little break from all the, the mental aspects that we always talk about. It's just, this is just a very general and uh, relatable kind of topic. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, as always, please continue to reach out to us. We've really appreciated the reach outs uh, and the contact we've gotten so far. Uh, it makes our life a little bit more fun. So please continue to reach out. Uh, Mental Mindset Podcast at gmail.com. Obviously, we have the, the link tree, which Andrew and I will both post. Um, there's his website there as, long, as well as the podcast links. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, and at the end of the day, we're very appreciative of your time. So thank you for everything. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys next week.